0: You've had a month now, and you still haven't found it. What are you out there doing right now? Are you even listening to the clues? Do you want to win the KOs or not? Listen to the Mix FM. JJ, gosh, tell them what they got to do, man, because obviously they aren't doing it right. you got to be listening for the clues again each weekday morning when you wake up bright and early at 6 a.m., Matt McKee, Matt and the morning crew, they'll have that clue first thing for you bright and early each weekday morning. Again, go out and find that key packet. We stashed it good somewhere across southern Ohio. We're not saying where. You just got to listen for the clues. And again, when you think you know where it's at, go find that key packet. Stop by our Total Media Studios at the stockbuster Plaza on Main Street in Jackson. Turn it in, and you're going to write off on a KO. Predator 125 or a K-O, uh, K.O. Storm 150 from your friends, a Honda, Suzuki, Polaris, Kanamba, of Jackson, and Total Media. Better hurry, or it's going to be well used.
1: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show right here on Main Street TV. Basketball mania continues on. Yes, it does. crazy, crazy stuff over the weekend. It is.
2: Lots of upsets, Jen.
1: I mean, a 16 beating a 1.
2: I'm sad to report my uh, my my bracket is now broken, Jen. Your bracket because of that
1: broken because of what
2: you just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is crazy. I, I
2: had Kansas to go all the way again, and uh, they, yeah. they are they are out. How
1: so. does that happen? I, I know
2: I, by one point. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look the game up, but I was keeping track of scores over the weekend.
1: And... Yeah, Purdue did me in too because I had them going pretty far, and so anyway, we'll see. James, uh, how's our office pool going? He's he's looking. he's he's looking. Are you looking right now? He's getting
3: to the mic. Uh-oh. Okay, so the uh, Stockmeister Total Media office poll. <laughs> Currently, we have Amanda Coy in first place, uh, Matt McKee in second place, Derek McManus tied for second place, Brock w- Wolford, Nicole Mullen, Cindy Shod all tied for third place
1: nice
2: what so what happens say if those people's brackets get busted then what do we just go based on
3: points yeah it's based on points okay
2: yeah so even if your bracket gets busted you still maybe got a chance to win
1: yeah because it's just like and as it goes on each game is worth more points yeah. right so well, yeah so like Derek the farther has you go ahead
3: Derek has Arizona winning so he's probably gonna fall. Amanda's got Houston winning. Who's still alive? And Matt McKee has Alabama Alabama. winning. Who's still still alive? I have
1: Alabama winning too, so that will help me. If
3: Um, Jen, I I think I I think you're going to need Kansas at the end. Jen, Uh, you're going to need a a lot of help. Yeah, you're going to need a lot of help.
1: So what you're saying is the mascot thing (laughs) did not (laughs) did not work in your favor. Well,
3: (laughs) that's what I did. So here, I'll I'll just look at the bottom of the bracket because. (laughs) I'll celebrate a little bit because I'm not on the bottom of the bracket. <clears throat> Dead last place, we got Caitlin.
1: <laughs> oh, Next sweet, to last Caitlin. place,
3: we got Jennifer. <gasps> we Third last. from last place, first, you, can, last. you can rub
2: that in Caitlin's face. Later. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. <laughs> Third from last place, we got Red Thompson. Okay. Uh, and then just a couple points up, we got Jeremiah Shaver. Yeah.
1: Hey, you're beating me. So
3: I'm hanging around the middle of the pack. I was for up a there change. for a while. At one point I
2: was in first.
3: But like Jeremiah, I had Kansas winning, so I'm going to I'm, yeah, gonna, that I'm, that'd, a, that'd I'm a plunge in. after yeah. this week, probably.
1: Oh, well. Well, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. Jeremiah here to uh, give us some news updates, some, some exciting news. stuff over the weekend. Yes. Our good friend Pete Wilson is back in the building he from has, vacay.
2: He has returned. He looks good and rested. and
1: We hope that he is feeling good and rested and ready to hit the pavement again but uh let's do your cycle search clue
2: let's do it so
1: we don't forget more than anything
2: right <laughs> now we, everybody listen up get listen your pen and paper up. out
1: today is day 21 of the 2023 cycle search and today is also the first day of spring
2: oh it is sometimes
1: not that it feels like it outside um
2: i think it's supposed to warm up though later this week isn't it
1: yeah yes. a little bit yeah a little bit um, our cycle search clue today brought to you by Elizabeth's Flowers and Gifts and Howard Hannah Realtors. So I want to thank them for that. And um, day 21 clue is spring has sprung, but no one has won. Keep listening and you could be the one. There you go.
2: There you go. I'd write it down, but yep. I don't think there's a whole lot to that <laughs>
1: you're probably right (laughs) I feel like that
2: one's one of the fun ones when there's like a holiday or a special you know event yes yeah
1: I will tell you that there's some really good clues this week
2: you have to listen up every day you have to listen here in the radio yes get two opportunities
1: exactly
2: all right, so what's Jen. going on, buddy? Well, we had some exciting news over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I know you guys had in last week the Jackson High School cheerleaders.
1: We did. The seniors they were did, here, yeah,
2: and they uh, went down to Florida for their um, uh, I don't know what it's called a uh, national championships. Yeah, and uh, we got we competition, got competition. Yeah, competition. Yes, and they we got news that they are the twenty twenty three game day building national champions and overall grand champions in the game day and traditional division and they also hit zero during their competition on must have been saturday saturday Mm -hmm. and they also hit zero on friday when they had their competition then too
1: uh no it would have been saturday sunday
2: was it saturday sunday yeah okay I the weekend just goes by okay. so quick. I get it's my all days right. all messed up, Jen. And yeah. and it doesn't help when I when I have to work a weekend <laughs> cuz it's like 7 days and I just everything runs together on me. But anyway, I want to congratulate them and here yes. here are the girls with their trophy on the Yay. mat there. They've and so uh well. they were just so excited to uh get this. And I believe they're back-to-back um national they champions yes. if I recall. I think yep. they won what last year? Yes as well mm-hmm. so uh we want to congratulate them on that win that's right before we move on we got a little uh little photo here that was oh, on no. facebook we want to share
1: <laughs>
2: can anybody pick out who uh which person is jen in this photo
1: it, it's sad that i work here every day and people still don't know which one is me
2: i know it's hard it's it's because you ain't got so, the curls i know so that's what here's it is. the
1: deal so this is seventh grade <laughs>
2: Seventh grade, Jen. Seventh grade, Se-
1: seventh Jen. Seventh grade, Jen. Um, and yeah, so our good, my good friend uh, Sheila, who is in the, let's see, the bottom middle, Sheila was shoemaker, um, posted this yesterday and just said congratulations to all the cheerle, you know, from all the cheerleaders out there, right? Um, and I thought it was just such a funny, cute picture, and um, it is a cute photo. So yeah, so. Um, those girls are awesome. And the the funny thing is two of us work here in this building. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, bottom left is, or was Valerie Williams, now Irwin, uh, Sheila, uh, Spencer, Kendra, it was Maynard, um, and then Megan Gillen up at the top left. And then I'm in the middle top. And then Candy was McKinney, um, Works here in the building with us, too, and she's on the top right. So, and us and all of our hair is there.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a great, great photo. We had to had to share that just uh, <laughs> with the the girls winning their championship.
1: So. Yes, love that. And um, funny story about the those outfits. We loved them, the little sailor outfits. But one of the girls that had them before us um, – her mother had done something to her skirt, and it turned it pink. Oh, no. So I ended up with the pink skirt. And so my mom had to go and have me a new skirt, like, made. Made. Because I wasn't going to wear a pink skirt. It was horrible.
2: You were the star, Jen. Yeah. I could have just said you were the captain.
1: Yeah, That's right. With a pink skirt. Yeah. Yeah, red, a red shirt and a, a pink, pink skirt. <laughs> <laughs> that looked real good. So anyway, but Whoops. those were cute very uh, good outfits. so yeah
2: so congratulations so, to them again yay, and, uh, you
1: go girls! i
2: i watched uh one of the videos on facebook and it was it was fun to watch them they were counting down you know from like i don't know i don't know if it was like the top five down uh-huh. to them or something and they're like you know from the buckeye state you uh, know jackson ironman or whatever and it was just neat to hear that yeah, over the loudspeakers and them get so all cool. excited and everything yep i, I should have should have had dylan pull that video but i anyhow. feel like
1: we um i mean so we had like mckenna last weekend winning the yes. state championship we've got these girls winning the national stuff we've got all of this great stuff all with our kids going on, on right now kids. It's so cool yes so.
2: so once again congratulations to them and We'll, uh, we'll move on to some other news here. Um, so, this week, Jen, uh, the Jackson County Commissioners have recognized the week uh, starting tomorrow, March 21st through the 27th, as National Ag Week. Okay. So, um, they do this each year, and uh, our folks from the Jackson Farm, the Jackson Vinton Farm Bureau, always stop by for mm-hmm. th- those meetings. And uh, they always bring. They usually bring a uh, basket of goods to the commissioners, and we have a picture up there, and oh, you can see it's nice. just filled with uh, with different stuff um, for the commissioners. All kind of based on that theme of Ag Week. Love that. And uh, I know they always try to put some local stuff in that in that basket that mm-hmm. they present to them. Um, let me see here if they got anything going on in particular this week. Um, let's see. I know, uh, Kim Harless with the, uh, Farm Bureau was there along with Dirk Dempsey and Arnold Coffee, and they took part, uh, in a discussion there with the commissioners. Um, like I was saying on the baskets of goodies, it included, um, fresh dinner rolls, local raised ground beef, vegetable seeds, a dozen eggs, apple butter, and much more. Nice. And, uh, they always have that discussion of, you know, from the farm to the table, yeah, and uh, you know, not everything. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> we go to we, got, you know, go to Walmart and Kroger to yeah, do our I mean, we all shopping, need grocery but stores. But yeah, yes, a lot of times kids forget, or you know, they're like, eggs come from Kroger, but they actually, you know, yes, they come from the farm. There, yeah,
1: nobody and, thinks about how they got to the grocery store. Right. So yeah.
2: Right. So that's uh, that's, that's going awesome. on this week, and they uh, always like to re- recognize that with a proclamation, and. um It says here to learn more about Ag Day celebration on March 21st, you can visit agday.org. So there you go. Very good. Just wanted to mention that. Um, Tomorrow, Congressman Brad Winstrup Mm -hmm. has announced that there will be an upcoming mobile office hours here in Jackson. A field representative from his office will be at the Jackson City Library located at 21 Broadway Street in Jackson on Tuesday, March 21st from... 1.30 1:30 to 3:30 p.m., and the reason I mentioned this is they are there to help folks in need of federal assistance. Okay. So, uh, just wanted to put that uh, information out there. Mm-hmm. If you need any help with that, okay. So, uh, not over not over the this weekend, but this past weekend, I was up in the city of Wellston for the you, you guys had the Boy Scout troop 5057. Yes. On uh, we didn't get the didn't get to this last week, so I'm going to bring it up today. Um, Troop 5057 of the Boy Scouts of America hosted its 35th annual spaghetti dinner and auction gin. That right. was held on Saturday, March 11th. And uh, I have some photos here that Dylan has on the screen. You have up there, this is Gilbert Harley, yep. who's an auctioneer with Harley Auction Services. And he is passing off to one of the Boy Scouts there a pack of four Cincinnati Reds baseball tickets and that's what he was getting ready to auction off when nice. i got that shot i saw he shared this photo on his facebook page and he said um great action photo jeremiah hope your camera still works <laughs> 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 is what gilbert. he is what he He's told so me and he tagged my page so uh, shout out to gilbert there um, the next photo we have, this is the... So, in addition, they, they always have a spaghetti eating contest. But yes. But before they do that, they have a pie eating contest, Jen.
1: Oh, my gosh. So,
2: that's what this photo is. Let me find the cut line here for it. So, participating in the pie eating contest. And this is from the left. You have um, Catherine Glass mm-hmm. there on the end. She placed sixth. You have... Jenna Johnson, who placed fifth. Then you have... Well, no. I'm looking at the wrong photo, Jen. I'm sorry. That, that's the other photo. So in this photo...
1: That is Catherine on this. It, it
2: is. Yeah, it is. But I, I, there should be another photo. But on this photo here, um, you have Vanessa Evans. She is the third from the right there. You can see she's got her mouth full of pie.
1: <laughs> she
2: is the one who... Took on first place, nice. eating over two pounds of pie, including much what? of the, much of the crust. Gin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so she put she was putting it away. That so there was that photo. If you can go to the next one, Dylan. Okay, so here's uh, the girls and the one that I was reading. So you have um, that's Catherine and is it Kyra Glass? Yes, uh, they tag teamed it, which you weren't supposed to do. So <laughs> she got her score deducted a little bit. <laughs> Um, She got 6th place. Jenna Johnston got 5th place. Mindy Eisenagel got 4th place. Brittany Lowe got third place. Sydney Kelly got second place. And then Vanessa Urban there with first place. And the t-shirts that the ladies were wearing, they got to auction those off to the highest bidder nice. <laughs> as well.
1: I love those tie-dye shirts. Yeah,
2: so, and on the back it had a, um, you know, it said Spaghetti Boy Scout spaghetti mm-hmm. and, uh, auction there.
1: That's awesome.
2: So that was fun. Um, then we can move on to the spaghetti eating contest. Uh, here you have, um, this is... Is it Puggy? Poggy, Puggy? J. John? And he's right there finishing off the <laughs> last noodle um, of his plate. Now get this, Jen. He ate over three pounds of spaghetti. <laughs> three pounds of spaghetti. Oh, that's a
1: lot of spaghetti. Yeah.
2: And you have there, um, that's um, John Stabler. I think he's like one of the Scoutmasters. Uh-huh, yes. Um, I think you have one of his boys on the yes. show. Uh, youngest boys yep. on the show. And then uh, we also have a winner's photo for them. So from the, <laughs> from the left here, you have, uh, that's David Frame in sixth place, Stephen Johnston, fifth place, Adam Johnston, fourth place, Holdren Wright, third place, Matt Juniper, second place, and then Pogi J. John in first place. So they also <laughs> got the auction off their t-shirts to the highest bidder and as you can see they also signed their shirts as well and That's uh, so they they had some folks bidding on those but uh, I talked to somebody during the event before I left and they had 40 they they sold 47 pounds of spaghetti 27 pounds of meatballs and eight, they used 18 one-gallon cans of sauce during the course of that event. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> so
2: I, I think that sounds like a pretty successful event I that they, they had up there. I think they did quite well, yes. And it all, you know, it all goes back to a good cause. And uh, it was it was pretty well attended when I was okay. up there for the contest portion. Yeah, especially because sure, it's kind like, of an all-day situation. It's an all-day thing. You know, yep. you could get lunch and dinner. And they they have it over the course of um, several hours there. So anyhow. That's Awesome. We'll move on to the uh, Oak Hill Union Local School District Board of Education. I know last week we talked about um, Jason Mm Mantell becoming the new, well, he was already superintendent, but now. Officially. Officially, he lost that interim, and now he's, you know, here for three years unless he chooses to leave or something. But uh, during that same meeting, they also honored several students, uh, did public recognition for those folks, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about those, if we can put the pictures up. First, you had the first student honored uh, there on the left that, for those watching, that is Savannah Stickler, and she had a art piece entitled Eye of the Beholder, which was on display at the University of Rio Grand Student Art Show, and that show and reception was held on February 23rd at the, is it the Greer Museum? Yes. The Greer Museum? And uh, they honored her for, you know, having her high school piece of art on Mm -hmm. display at the college. So cool. And uh, this is the art teacher there, Angie Richards, presenting her with a certificate of excellence. Uh, Also, during the uh, meeting and the recognition portion, they honored the Oak Hill High School band members. There were several of them that earned a seat at the 2023 Soda County Honors Band. And you had a. There's all the students with their with their um, certificates. Uh, I have names here, and I'll try to go through and hopefully not butcher them. Too bad, Jen, <laughs> because you know how I am with names. Um, we will start with. Let's see. Make sure I'm on the right cut line here, because they also honored choir students as well. So, standing from the left, you have Blast, Bert Berger, Cole, I probably shouldn't even try to do these names Jim. <laughs> anyhow these a are a lot of kids <laughs> usually when there's there this many on the it's on the website I because I, I don't I don't want to bad you know mess up the names too bad but anyhow these are your uh, 2023 Soda County Honors Band students from Oak Hill High School who uh, had earned a seat and they actually have already performed down there at that festival it's called the 80th soda county music festival and it's held at shawnee state university's verne rife center for the arts and that was held on february 28th and we also have uh, we can show the choir picture too um, and you can see some of the students are dressed up here uh, some of the students that are in choir were in the production of beauty and the beast okay that was held over the weekend and i went down sunday it was a Excellent production. I cool. did a great rendition of Beauty and the Beast. It was um, Disney's Beauty and the Beast Junior, mm-hmm. is what it was entitled. And uh, kudos to them on their production. But here's those students from choir that also uh, had performed at the 2023 Soda County Honors Band. And that's always um, a privilege for them to be able to do that. So shout out to them. Cool. Um, also on the Oak Hill School Board front. Um, i like to mention that at the end of the meeting, they had changed the date for the next school board meeting. Okay. So usually the meetings are held on the third Wednesday of the month, and in the month of April, it will be held on the fourth Wednesday, which is Wednesday, April 26th, same time at 5.30 p.m. there at the Oak Hill Middle High School Library, and that is for the Oak Hill Union Local School District Board of Education. Okay. So I wanted to give that a little notice out there. Yeah. Just for people that may not be aware. They do have a list of these meetings on their school website. You can get on and kind of keep track if you're interested in attending those meetings. And they usually will do updates on there if they happen to change the time or date again. Okay. So, but I always try to make sure I put a notice out. Uh, keeping on the school front. Um I can't remember if we talked about the Wilson High School drama club and what they're performing. I don't think so. So they are doing The Adams Family school edition and here's a photo <laughs> of the cast for those watching on the TV. And uh, the Wilson High School Drama Club is inviting the community to meet the creepy, kooky, altogether ooky family in their upcoming <laughs> spring musical <laughs> entitled "The Adams Family School I think Edition." You
1: I think you should have sung that.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I told James, I have not watched. I have not watched the Adams Family, Jen. I'm gonna have to look it up and well, watch it. Well,
1: shame on you.
2: It is a shame on me. So, the Wellston High School Drama Club director, Charity Potter, told the Telegram this year there's 46 students involved. The That's cast awesome. and crew members include students from the Wellston Intermediate School, the Wellston Middle School, and the Wellston High School, and the production will be held on Friday, March 31st, and Saturday, April 1st at 7 p.m. each evening, on Sunday, April 2nd at 2 p.m., and the production will be held at the high school cafetorium. Uh tickets are five dollars for general seating and ten dollars for reserve seating. Reserve tickets can be purchased at Wellston Middle School. Mm-hmm. General mission tickets can be purchased at Wellston Middle School, Wellston High School, and Daisy's Hometown Coffee. So that'll right. be coming up here in uh not this weekend, but the weekend after next. That's awesome. This weekend. Um I don't have it here in my hand, but uh don't forget about Jackson High School and their production. They'll be doing Susicle the Musical. Mm-hmm. So be sure to uh, look for that. I know they were selling their tickets online. If they had any left, they would be selling them on the door. So the deadline I think is coming up later this week for that. If you are interested, okay. So be sure to uh, check that out as well. Should be entertaining. Doctor
1: Seuss. Yes. uh, Stuff.
2: Right. Um, Should be entertaining. A lot of bright colored costumes, (laughs) and uh, I've seen a lot of the uh, like familiar characters from Mm -hmm. the books. So it'll be uh, should be an interesting show. I'm gonna try to get out to attend it and wellston as well and uh like i said oak hills was this past weekend and i will have a photo gallery on the website um from their production and we should have a short story and some photos in an upcoming edition awesome so um this week jen i still can't say it but the uh village (laughs) (laughs) the village of oak hills uh sesquatennial is that Is that how you say it? I don't know. Sesquicentennial? It's pretty pretty good.
1: Sesqu- Ses-
2: Let me see the word. Centennial. We're
1: gonna sound this out. We're gonna
2: sound it out. Well, they they've had me on like two different times, and Dylan has made TikToks about me Sesqu- trying to say. Oh, centennial. Centennial.
3: Surprisingly, it was the highest viewed video. Oh for my a goodness.
2: While. Yeah. Because because I like, can't. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the 150th <laughs> anniversary there in the village of Oak Hill. Um, so this week, the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce, who has been spearheading the events for the celebration down there, Jen, <laughs> wants to remind folks that they... What the is next, it they're celebrating? The sesquicentennial. <laughs> I think that's pretty close. You're, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. I, I like when Pete comes on and says it, though. Pete's good at it. Pete is very good at saying it. So anyhow, their their next event will be a special bingo night. And the event will be held at the Madison Jefferson Bingo Hall on Thursday, March 23rd at 6.30 p.m. The cost to play will be $25, and that gets you 16 games, Jen. Cool. It says no prize will be less than $50. Uh, There will also be special games to purchase. Refreshments will be on sale as well. And all the proceeds from this event will be going back to the Oak Hill Festival of Flags.
1: Very good. And I
2: know the folks over there at the O'Keill Festival Flags Committee, um, you know, they have a lot of things lined up for this year. And one thing that they always do, and I don't know if necessarily if these proceeds will go towards that or not, but they always um, try to buy a ride ticket for each of the elementary school aged kids.
1: Love that. Yeah. That's so, so good.
2: So, you know, the, all this money kind of goes back in that big pot, and I'm mm-hmm. sure they use some of that towards that. But yes. I know the last several years they have always accomplished that goal thanks to the community. Mm-hmm. So it's always great that that gives them the opportunity, uh, you know, if you, especially, I mean, if you're, you know, a family of, you know, several of oh, the gosh, tickets or, yeah. you know, I don't know, 10 $15 each to ride all day or something, mm-hmm. that really adds up.
1: Yes, it would. So
2: that's, that's nice of them to, to do that.
1: Yeah, there's no kid that shouldn't be able to, you know, enjoy themselves at these festivals.
2: Right. All right, let's see. So we'll talk about some more. Um, I should have talked about this earlier, but I had it in my stack here. Uh, we, uh, there was some Jackson County commissioner meetings that I covered not too long ago, but this, uh, some information about the Jackson County planning commission. So they did some reappointment and, um, designated some folks for that. And I wanted to, uh, mention who those folks are. Um, Dan folks and Ryan Pelletier were reappointed to the Jackson County planning commission and the th- these appointments have to go through the commissioners. So mm-hmm. they, they approve these appointments. So Falk's and Pelletier's new terms will run through December 31st of 2025. And um, they also appointed some um, designees in case, you know, somebody that's on the committee isn't able to attend. They can send somebody else in their stay. Gotcha. And those individuals are Jennifer Jacobs, Anthony Brenner, Brian McPherson mm-hmm. were all designated as Planning Commission alternatives. And uh Jacobs would fill in for um Donnie Willis. Uh Brenner would fill in for Ryan Pelletier and McPherson would fill in for Melissa Miller, who's also a mm-hmm. Jackson County engineer. Yeah. And Brian uh, was
1: before that. So right. That makes
2: sense. Yes. Um <laughs> like I said, this uh, those individuals would attend those meetings if the main person couldn't. And they also appointed to the committee, which I thought this made sense, they appointed uh, Larry Foster
3: mm-hmm. from
2: the Jackson County Water Company. Uh, was also appointed to the committee, and his alternative will be Keith Sol- Soloman, who is also with the Jackson County Water Company. And uh, the purpose of that Jackson County Planning Commission board is for the purpose of uh, protecting public health, safety, comfort and convenience, and general welfare. It regulates the development of subdivided areas, promoting arrangements of streets, layouts of lots, and there's just a number of other things mm-hmm. that this board also oversees. So um, the, bo- the board is also responsible for building permits, residential properties, and a flood plan reviews for any structure built in a flood area. Okay. So I wanted to just shout out those individuals for getting reappointed and or serving as alternates. Um, We can talk about this. Uh, Our uh, Telegram editorial assistant, Alex Shope, Mm -hmm. covered a ribbon cutting up on AC Avenue. This is the Herbal Wellness Center, Mm -hmm. and they are taking over the AC Avenue dispensary there. And uh, I'm going to read this since it wasn't something that I covered, not as familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, Access to alternative medicine may soon become easier for any patients of the area as an exciting transition is taking place at the AC Avenue Marijuana Dispensary in Jackson, formerly Buckeye Botanicals. Mm -hmm. The dispensary opened in February of 2019 after the State of Ohio Board of Pharmacy awarded a medical marijuana provisional dispensary license to 3AC Avenue location, making it the only state-approved vendor for sales in Jackson, Gallia, Scioto, and Lawrence Counties. While the dispensary receives both positive and negative responses regarding its opening, it has flourished in the previous years, thanks in part to many patrons and support of those educated in benefits of medical marijuana. So I just wanted to touch on uh, the change of hands out there of the the Herbal Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. Um, It says they will offer first-rate exceptional care to customer service as the patients of Jackson and surrounding areas. It says being so close to both, um, uh, there's a processing facility as well, the Appalachia Farms. Uh, The organization felt that as the collaboration with the Herbal Wellness Center would be not only beneficial to their own growth, but also for the people they serve. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had, I'm sure Dylan had already showed the pictures while I was chatting away here, but they uh, had that ribbon cutting out there to celebrate the change of hands, and that took place on March 1st, and uh, just wanted to mention that for those folks who maybe utilize that facility.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right. Um, I guess we're switching back to Jackson County Commissioners again here. <laughs> I, I, should here. I should have organized these I should have organized these a little better, I apologize. And stayed on the same line line You're of thought fine. here. So the Jackson County Board of Commissioners recently showed their support for the Youth Leadership Association, who is developing nearby Cave Lake into a center for community leadership.
1: No what?
2: Yeah, so what's Cave Lake? Cave Lake, I let's see here. I have so Cave Lake is located. is Cave Lake is nestled in the Appalachia foothills of western Pike County. So oh. it's not in Jackson County, okay. it's in Pike County. Probably
1: why I haven't heard of it.
2: Right. And the um Jackson County Commission Vice President Paul Hauer had said that the commission was sending a letter of support to David King, who's involved in the development of YLA, and to the Governor's Office of Appalachia Director John Kerry. It says, YLA works to prepare the next generation of communities, uh, civic and business leaders in Ohio and West Virginia. In Jackson County, there's a chapter of YLA at Jackson High School. Mm. And Haller says that the Jackson County youth had benefited from YLA successor to High y Maybe that's more okay, familiar.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh,
2: for more than 70 years, it says more youth, including Haller, have attended the YLA camp Horseshoe in West Virginia. He, like other youth, had been a Horseshoe camp counselor and now that the YLA is develop, developing nearby Cave Lake into a center for community um, leadership they're hoping that uh that will benefit those closer they don't have as far the travel
1: yeah for sure
2: um so they 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 they're sending this letter of support and uh commissioner haller said the Jackson County Commission supports the work of our L or our YLA teens becoming YLA Uh, creation of the Center for Community Leadership and will encourage its use by our youth, adult groups, organizations, business, and all schools. So they uh, sent this uh, letter in the form of a resolution to those folks to show their support. Uh, Last I checked, this was still kind of in the works. Yeah. Out there at this cave lake. It looks like a pretty site for something like this too. I bet. Um, so anyhow, that's cool. So we have the um, primary election coming up in May, Jen. Mm-hmm. and um, earlier. You know, prior to the election, if you want to get a, um, if you want to get an item, a levy, if you want to get a levy mm-hmm. on the ballot prior to the election, you have to do some. Um, legwork prior to yeah so jackson the jackson county commissioners had adopted a pair of resolutions to place a public health levy on the ballot this coming election and uh jackson county health commissioner kevin ashton had been on uh hand at the meetings with the commission to give them some information about the uh levy mm-hmm. and uh, because of this levy being a uh, a county level levy, that means everybody in Jackson County will have the opportunity to vote on it come uh, May second. Yes. So, a little bit about the levy: Ashton explained that the levy is a renewal; it's not a new tax. The levy is uh, three tenths of a mill—that's point three. Mm-hmm. So, it's not not a very big one at all. Uh, if passed during the election, it would begin the tax year of twenty twenty four. Counter year 2025 and it will be for a period of 10 years um quoting the health commissioner here he says this levy was new 10 years ago which is hard to believe i it know seems right like we just vote you know voted on that not too long ago he said i, I would like to point out to the public once again anytime the subject comes up that our taxes for public health are lower under his administration uh most county health departments in the state of Iowa are funded at least by a one mil level mm-hmm. levy. And uh he said, you know, this one is the point three. And I guess the health department also has another levy that is a point five mil. So altogether that it's like a point eight mm-hmm. um for their services over there. And uh what this what this levy helps with, he said, uh these levies are the core of the health department's discretionary funds to provide the services they do to Jackson County. Mm-hmm. The funds help carry out the health programs for Jackson County. And the last several years they had used these funds to help pay for public health nurses, you know, mm-hmm. cause we had the, you know, the tracking of COVID there towards the beginning. And then they utilized sure. those folks for the, um, you know, administering the shots for COVID. Um, It says uh, those nurses also track COVID and other infectious diseases such as TB, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, um, Hep C, etc. He said it's an important source of funding and the funding helps to maintain the level of freedom from infectious diseases that citizens here in Jackson County enjoy. And uh, I I like this quote, so I'm going to read it from Ashton. He says, I'm not asking for the moon, stars and sun. I just want to keep the health department funded, like uh, it has been.
1: Yep. Here in and, the past. So this is a renewal. So this isn't like going to, you know, make your taxes right. any higher or anything like that. So just keep that in mind. You're just continuing on, um, you know, what we've been doing the past ten years, and you know, keeping our health department funded.
2: Right. And uh, this renewal levy, uh, if passed again, it would generate. Two hundred and forty thousand per year to support the health department and uh, all the commission were um, talked highly about the health department, especially the, during the last several. years. I mean, years my
1: goodness, the, throw, throw them a bone during here. The health, mean, yeah, they, during the kind health of had pandemic, a rough time.
2: yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was it was a different time then. Yeah. So, anyhow, I wanted to mention that 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 will be on the ballot come come May second. Okay. So just be aware of that, that we will have a countywide election and that will be on there. Okay. Now some folks, um, we'll be doing a story on this uh, at some time near in the near future on what all is on the balance. For most folks, it's just going to be this public health levy, but there are um, some levies on in other places. Um, like I know the, I think the village of Colton yes. has one coming yep. up. Um, on theirs, uh, I know in the city of Wellston, you'll have that contested mayor's race mm-hmm. um, because uh, Mr. Mister Anthony Brenner, mm-hmm. who just got appointed, uh, he will be facing off against Tom Clark in the mayor's race there. Um, I think they may also have a levy on as well, but I can't remember if it w- what it was for exactly. Um, but we'll have a detailed story on that in coming editions. Um, I do have a story, and I touched on this last week about the Jackson County Board of Elections moving polling places. Yes. Um, we had went over that, and I'll have a detailed story on that, and it'll also cover the deadline for when um, the last day it is to register to vote or if you need to re-register. It'll also go over um, the days in which you can er- early vote in person. You can do an absentee ballot at the Jackson County Board of Elections.
1: Yep. Super easy. Go on your own easy. time. Super easy.
2: Yeah, you have a month prior to the election yeah. to do that. I think it starts April. I feel like the deadline to register was like April 3rd. And then the early voting starts the following day, April mm-hmm. 4th. And that runs up until it's like the day before or like the day before that. I think it's like that Sunday maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there isn't any on Monday. And then Tuesday is the election. And uh, also wanted to mention on the election front, too, um, if you haven't had any voter activity in the last six years, your your name may have been removed from the voter rolls. Right. So an attempt to keep the voter rolls cleaned up and active, um, the Secretary of State had issued... Um, you know, like memos to the County Board of Elections mm-hmm. to have them clean those up. A uh, number of reasons why they do that. Um, that could be just getting rid of folks who have passed, mm-hmm. or maybe folks that don't, you know, reside here anymore. But uh, when I looked, there was 571 folks here in Jackson County that had been removed from those voter okay. rolls. So, so
1: if you haven't voted in a while, you might want to check and make sure you're out. still registered yes. to vote. And
2: it's super simple. You can call the Jackson County Board of Elections and they can check or you can get on the Secretary of State website mm-hmm. and uh, you can do a search on there. You can just, just plug your name in and if you pop up, um, then it'll say whether you're registered or you need to okay. re-register. So just be aware of that because I know that's coming up here not too far away jen i mean we're almost through march here and can you believe that i know we'll be getting into busy season as far as news goes but yep. uh, um we still have time on this uh i i, I know we're we were talking about the election but uh you know here this summer we got the jackson county fair coming up and they they always do their royalty royalty contest here mm-hmm. in the spring, Jen. So I wanted to uh, mention, this is a change from recent years, the Jackson County Junior Fair Royalty Contest will be conducted in late April instead of early June. Okay. So if you're if you're interested in that or if you have you know children that are interested in that, applications for the twenty twenty three Jackson County Junior Fair Royalty Contest are now available online. Applications are available for download on the Jackson County Extension Office's website at go.osu.ed backslash fair And that's where you can access <laughs> access that. Maybe Dylan sure. can put it up on the screen <laughs> there for us. Uh, the deadline for, the reason I mentioned this is because the deadline to get an application in is coming up. Uh, the deadline for applications for all royalty—that is, for Fair Queen, Great Attendance, Little Miss, Little Mister—the deadline is Tuesday, March 28th. Okay, so it's coming up. Cause A week today, from tomorrow. So got eight days. Got eight days to get one in. Um, applications are to be turned in at the extension office by 4:30 p.m. on the 28th. There will be no exceptions. All the royalty contestants. Oh, no. All the royalty contests will be held on the same day on Saturday, April 22nd at Parks Edge Event Center in Jackson.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: if you need any help filling out applications or if you have any con- questions, you can contact Jackson County Fair Queen Director Angie Eisenogle.
1: Mm-hmm. Her
2: phone number is 740-418-5017. Okay. So just be aware that that's coming up. You're running out of time if you're interested in... Sign in your little girl up for that. There you or go or little boy, because right, they have yeah. the little mister too. Yeah. So
1: equal opportunity.
2: Equal opportunity. Let me look at my stack here. Okay, we're gonna get into some crime news. I was saving saving this because I didn't know Phil was gonna come in, but I think we're gonna have Pete come in and talk okay. about his uh talk about his vacation. But I was saving this just in case, but we're doing good on time. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and touch on this and hopefully James went to get Pete and bring him back. We'll see because <laughs> I got I'm running out of time. I' <laughs> we'll just have to running out of stories here so we'll have to have to wing it. So um, a date f- for the trial of a local man standing accused of numerous felonies involving alleged sexual abuse of minors who abe- appear to be his own children, adopted or otherwise has been tentatively set for April 24th through the 28th. In Jackson County Common Police Court, the individual is Robert J. Nickel, 50, of Chilkothee Pike Jackson, was indicted by the Jackson County Grand Jury on February 21st for three counts of rape. Those are first-degree felonies. Two counts of sexual battery, that's third-degree felony, and one count of gross sexual imposition, that's a third-degree felony. Uh, the two counts of sexual battery further specify in the endowment indictment that uh, Nickel allegedly engaged in sexual contact with a minor who is the other person's natural or adoptive parent step parent guardian custodian not custodian uh, <laughs> uh, or person you know with the they're, they're saying like like a step parent yeah or adoptive parent. Uh, or other person's natural parent, it says. Uh, Nickel appeared for his arraignment on February 24th, at which time he pled not guilty to all charges. The Jackson County Common Pleas Court Judge Christopher Regan set his bond at 200,000 or 10% cash or full surety. As of press time, uh, Nickel was still incarcerated in the Jackson County Correctional Facility. He is being, um, Hang on a second. I lost my place. Uh, According to reports from the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, a juvenile family member told a neighbor that Nickel had attempted to rape her. Um, After Mm. reporting the allegations, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office deputy discovered that Nickel had reportedly had reportedly sexual abused the juvenile over several years. It says just days following Nickel's indictment, his wife filed for divorce. The paperwork for which indicates the couple have eight children. It says their respective say eight children? That's what it says. The couple have eight children. Okay. Their respective ages have been redacted, and it is uncertain if they are adopted or born of the marriage. So uh, a lot of this seems wow. like we've had a lot of this in the news lately. And I think that we've touched on this before, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a little update on that as the trial is upcoming okay. uh, next month. So um, we'll get out of the seat here, Jen, and let uh, Mr. Mister Mr. Telegram here. Um, Telegram editor Pete Wilson is back in the house that's from his, right. uh, his uh, vacation. So we're going to have him come over and uh, talk about his experience while he was gone.
1: Very good. Thank you, Jeremiah. Awesome. Come on over, Pete. We've missed you.
0: Yes, okay.
1: So but much. I wasn't available, sorry.
0: I, was out of, I wasn't out of the country, but I was out of the state.
1: You were? Mm-hmm. So I said that we um, basically kicked you out, made you go take a vacation. Not that we don't love you, but but we need you to take a break occasionally.
0: Okay, thank so you. So we're
1: glad that you got to do that.
0: Right. It, it was nice. Very nice.
1: Did you have a blast?
0: It was very nice, yes. Uh, did a uh, kind of like a bus trip with a tour group uh, that went out west. Okay. Uh, several spots on the way out west. And then uh, par- the highlight of the Grand Canyon.
1: Oh. Which, uh,
0: you know, uh, is have you been there?
1: No, but I've flown over it.
0: (laughs) Okay, well... uh,
1: I've been to Arizona. I just haven't been to the, per se, Grand Canyon. This was
0: my second trip to the Grand Canyon. The other one was uh, a long time ago. Uh, And uh, I tell you what, it is one of the seven wonders of the natural world, and I'm sure it deserves to be. I would say so. But I tell you what, you know... You You didn't
1: look down, did you?
0: uh, Oh, sure, you'd have to look down. Oh, gosh. But pictures, pictures, I don't do it justice. And if you're there... Uh, it just looks like a, a gigantic hole, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: hole in the earth, and it is so big and so colorful that, you know, it doesn't look real. It looks like somebody's, you know, done a painting or something, visual visual yeah. arts or somebody's something like that. Yeah, somebody's messing with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it, you have to see it to believe it, and probably, I'm guessing... The best way to have a full perspective of it is from the air. Yeah. Would be, I would guess.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how was the Grand Canyon formed? I'm sure I learned that in like the fourth grade or something. But is it a glacier situation or? Uh,
0: it's a it's a it's a geological thing because of the Colorado River. The Colorado oh. River carved its way uh, okay. through time, a lot of time, through uh, through. Uh, uh, a bunch of rocks and uh, it formed uh, this canyon I see. and uh, it is so big and so vast that you know it, it's hard to comprehend yeah and when you look from uh the top you know there's a north rim and a south rim most people go to the south rim uh i mean the colorado river you can without binoculars you can just you can just see a crack kind of in the middle where mm. it is and um um I'm certainly not a world traveler. I've traveled some around the country. Love natural stuff. Love natural or love national parks and all like that. Mm-hmm. And the Grand Canyon would probably be my number two site. For oh, can you believe what I've just seen? Number one is Niagara Falls. Oh, and, and, and okay. I think that is only because you can you can grasp it. You can grasp yeah. it. The Grand Canyon you cannot grasp. Yes, I mean it is. It's just something... Just
1: can't wrap your head around it. It it is
0: just something to see. And, you know, there is kind of like a Jackson connection to the Grand Canyon that's historical. Really? Uh, The Grand Canyon was the last, the very last part of the continental United States to ever be explored. Okay. Uh, Because it was in the middle of nowhere. It's still kind of in the middle of nowhere. Only hotel builders go there. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you, if uh, uh, in the Grand Canyon, I mean, this was Grand Canyon was not explored, the river itself uh, down on the land part. I mean, there were Indians and pioneers that looked out over the rim over the years. But John Wesley Powell, who actually lived in Jackson in his youth, there's a Powell Memorial downtown. He was the one in 1869 who took a 10 man expedition into the grand canyon and at that time it was looked upon as uh you know you don't know what you're going to find because it It was was kind
1: of like outer space it was it was was
0: not only unmapped it was unexplored Mm -hmm. now that is what he did kind of in the name of science there was three men who did not come back from that uh so three men died along the way um very dangerous it really deserves a greater place in history than it received but about the same time they finished the transcontinental railroad which people were very interested in because, you know, it linked the country and opened up the settlement to the West. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Wesley Powell did not get any government help, couldn't get funding because, you know, everybody was interested in the railroad. Gotcha. But he did write a book about it. Interesting. Uh, there's also books that have been written about it. Uh, but it is it is very interesting. That was the last place in the continental United States to... to to really be explored by man, and it, it, a former Jackson resident did it. Now, the truth is, he and his family were from New England. Uh, somehow they ended up in Jackson, not for very many years, a couple years before the Civil War, and they moved. They were unhappy. Uh, this was in, just before the Civil War, and they, were, they felt unhappy here because there were too many, in their mind, Southern sympathizers, you know, because, you know, we were close to the Ohio River, and there were people called Copperheads, who, uh, who uh, were sympathetic to the South, not necessarily for the South, but they understood the South's position about slavery, and they felt like we shouldn't go to war to keep them from going. I gotcha. So, you know, there was probably more of that sentiment than you might have thought. Woo-wee. But anyway, yeah. uh, other parts of the trip that I liked, uh, uh, we stopped in Oklahoma City, which is a wonderful city, by the way. Okay. You don't hear much about it, but it's mm-hmm. the biggest city in Oklahoma and the capital, a state capital as well, uh, the Alfred P. Murhall Building, which was a federal building, the biggest uh, incident of domestic terrorism took place there in 1975. Okay. Uh, huge federal building. Uh, all I mean, the FBI was there, but it was much more than the FBI. About every federal agency in the region had offices there, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, a domestic terrorist. Uh, led by Timothy McVeigh, who Mm -hmm. was later executed for the crime, Um, had a truck parked in front, huge bomb, uh, killed 168 people Mm -hmm. in that building. Uh, It it was kind of like a... prelim to 9-11 mm-hmm. only it was domestic but
1: it was a yeah right a and it wasn't, of, wasn't
0: nearly as many people killed and you know didn't sound quite as sexy or all because of you know the the national terror or the sure. international terrorism or whatever but at the time a horrible it thing was, about 680 bad. people <clears throat> injured and you know you're talking about everyday people you're not talking about soldiers or firefighters mm-hmm. you're talking about clerks and stenographers Just and administrators got dressed
1: and went to work that day and
0: and uh, they have built, in the in the wake of that horrible tragedy, they have built a wonderful memorial museum there. Oh. It was really something to see. I was so impressed.
1: Is the building still there, and they rebuilt it, or are they still using it for the uh, It was
0: pretty much destroyed, and, and they okay. built this memorial uh, partially on the site. And on the site where the building was right next to it, uh, they've got what they call memorial chairs, and it's 168 chairs. Mm each person that was killed and there was daycare there many of the children that were many of the people killed were children who were there as part of a daycare thing so just a horrible thing but a wonderful memorial and it's a testament to uh the safety forces the police and the firefighters and the ems people just like you heard about nine eleven, mm-hmm. who came to the scene and were able to save a lot of the people in yes. some cases they couldn't but in many cases they were able to rescue people and save their lives mm-hmm. you know Horrible injuries, maybe, but they were able to pull them out of there. But anyway, uh, a lot of states, uh, in addition to the Grand Canyon, uh, we stopped for several days in Sedona, which you have probably heard much about. Have you been there?
1: I have not been to Sedona. I've been to Arizona several times, but not Sedona, which I've heard is just one of the most beautiful places you'll ever see.
0: Sedona is kind of like, oh, maybe 70 miles south of the Grand Canyon. It It is in the mountains but also in the desert, and they get the best of both worlds. It doesn't get as hot as it does down south where Mm -hmm. Phoenix and Tucson Tucson is, but they seldom get snow either. Mm. They're about 3,000 feet down from where Flagstaff and the Grand Canyon is, and they have beautiful red rock canyons Mm -hmm. that surround the town. We came in at night, and so you didn't see them. We woke up and looked outside of um, our hotel <laughs> oh my. room, and these beautiful red rock canyons that are right out of uh, right out of a picture postcard. Many of many of the old westerns were shot there. You know, you see the background, the red rock. They sh- they shot them there because of the of the scenery. Makes sense. But uh, uh, we were there at a week uh, that um, was spring break. Um, mm. Spring break. Is really starts in kind of in early March or mid March for mm-hmm. the colleges and and some of the, even the public schools or whatever. I know our spring breaks tend to be right around the Easter holiday, mm-hmm. but uh, not all the spring breakers go to the beach. I'll tell you that there was a really? lot of them that were in Sedona the week that we were there. Um, it was very very busy. It's very upscale. Uh, a lot of tourists, a lot of residents that count on tourism. Let me tell you how upscale. It is. Uh, You're not going to get a hamburger for much less than $18. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I had one because I wanted one. (laughs) All right. Um, And also, uh, the city manager of Sedona, the city manager, makes $183,000 a year. Nice. Which is exactly exactly almost twice what the governor of Arizona makes. (laughs) Now, okay, so, so you say Sedona, big city. Nine thousand people live in Sedona, which is not that much bigger than Jackson.
1: Correct.
0: But it is just uh, uh, I mean, a lot of hotels. There is no industry at all. It is all
1: all tourism. All, based. all
0: tourism and winter birds who have the money to stay there. Yeah. But it was it was something to see. The scenery was uh, just dynamite.
1: That's the fun thing about going out west. It's so different than where, you know, we, live. we have Hawking Hills. Everything's green and, you know, we have the leaves and the grass and it's just the antithesis of that. But it's so beautiful. Right. So it, beautiful
0: it is, and and uh, you know in the in the Southwest, especially if you get in the mountains. I mean, we had some cold temperatures. There mm-hmm. was some snow in the air, or whatever. You know, you have this picture of of the desert and warm or hot yeah. all year round. For maybe, sure, maybe some areas, but not all areas, because you know the the Rocky Mountains. Although you know you don't think that much, you think Colorado and Montana and Wyoming. Mm-hmm. The Rocky Mountains come through the Southwest too, and actually start down in in Mexico. So. Yeah. Uh, You know, there are some heights and scenery there as well. And in the higher elevations, uh, you know, you can drive 30 miles and the temperature will change 20 degrees or whatever. kind of crazy. Right. But uh, my other impressions, um, you know, when we were driving out west, uh, you know, once you get uh, into Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, part of Texas, you're talking about flatlands and open ranges. You know, you're driving along the interstate and, you know, you'll drive 40 miles before you hit another town or whatever. You know, a lot of cows, a lot of windmills <laughs> on the new wind solar power. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of that there, and uh, you know, you just you just don't see uh, you just don't see quite as many people. You don't see quite as many trees. You don't see even though it's a little warmer. You don't see grass growing. Yes. It's just a different landscape.
1: It totally is. Right. But beautiful nonetheless.
0: It it certainly is. But we were in. Uh, uh, let's see. I believe we went through. Indiana, Illinois, uh, Missouri, uh, stayed in St. Louis one day and got to see the Arch there. Oh, cool. Um, Stayed in Oklahoma City, Amarillo one day. Uh, A lot of the cities in the South and the Southwest are growing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was told, I read this somewhere, that one of the largest cities in the country now is Phoenix, all right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that way even 50 years ago. There isn't a probably city in this country that has benefited more by the invention of air conditioning. Because nobody could stand to be there. Yeah, you know, if they didn't have air right. conditioning. And they have the same thing there. People that live in Phoenix flee during the summer. They don't want to be there in the summer. That's right. Just like in Florida, you know, they there are summer birds <laughs> fly yes, north. They
1: come, yeah, they come here to cool <laughs> off. <laughs> right, right, and if
0: you're retired and you have the means, you can have it both ways. That's right. Go south in the winter and go north north in the winter.
1: Well, very but good. But it was, it was
0: a wonderful, wonderful vacation, a wonderful getaway. I will give a little endorsement to our tour company, Croswell. Yes. They are actually located just down the Appalachian Highway in Williamsburg, Ohio. That's a little town, smaller than Oak Hill, I think that is located about 25 miles east of Cincinnati. It's easy okay. to get to from the Appalachian Highway. Sure. And they offer a, a long succession of tours. They can be one-day deals to uh, one month to Alaska.
1: That's awesome. And,
0: you know, it, it's economical, and you meet a lot of nice people. And that's one, of the, that's one of the nice things. A lot of people from southwestern Ohio, northern Kentucky, southern Indiana, and even out our way towards southeastern Ohio uh, as a matter of fact, Tom Jenkins and Chris, his wife, Chris Jenkins, Tom, longtime administrator in the Jackson yeah. City School District, he was on this trip with us. Oh, cool! So, uh, you know, we had. I know a, that we, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a we had a great time, and uh, I would recommend. Uh, you know, if, if, one of the advantages of going with a tour group is yeah, you do lose some control. But uh, you don't have to worry about the driving. You don't have to worry about booking hotels.
1: Right, it's all taken care it, of for it's you. It's all
0: taken care of, and they kind of they kind of sometimes have some ends that you might not know about or have on your own. Sure. So it was go it, with the experts. It, it was very nice.
1: Good. Well, we missed you so much, but we're glad that you got away and got to take a little breather.
0: Right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of
1: course. Well, is there anything else you'd like to discuss today, Pete, while you're here?
0: Well, not not that I can think of. Uh, one of the things that, you know, maybe we'll talk about on the news a little bit later on, we've got a primary election coming up. We do. And uh, people uh, in the Jackson City School District and the Wilson City School District have received official notification from the board of elections about the different polling places yes um basically to simplify it everybody who lives in the jackson city school district will be voting at the jackson high school Fieldhouse. everybody who lives in the wellston city school district will be voting at wellston high school mm-hmm. and that will be for this primary and going forward you know as far as i know now on the oak hill side um The Board of Elections hopes to get permission for uh, one of the schools in Oak Hill to be Mm -hmm. a voting precinct, but that has not yet been approved by the school district. So if you live in the Oak Hill School District, it remains as it has been before, which most people there would be going to the Mm -hmm. Madison-Jefferson-Bingo Hall. That's right. Pretty much covers the Oak Hill School District.
1: You should have gotten a yellow postcard in the mail if you're registered to vote, and um, it will tell you where to go.
0: Right, and it will be the same deal early voting will take place, you know, a month out.
1: Well, it got to be a little confusing because, like, Jamie and I, even though we live on Standpipe, we're in the Oak Hill School District, but my card said that we vote in Jackson, so so I was like... What township are you in? Franklin. Okay, well, that would be the Jackson City School District, even though,
0: well, the Jackson... Well, Franklin... Franklin Township is supposed to vote in the in, in at the you vote at the Memorial Building before, didn't you?
1: I don't know. I always go to the Board of Elections, so I have no oh, okay. idea where I'm supposed to vote. Oh, Franklin Township <laughs>
0: was assigned to the to not to the Memorial Building. I'm sorry, to the to the YMCA. Y. Yeah,
1: I think it was why right.
0: because we had three polling places in Jackson: the YMCA and the and the Memorial Building. I'm sorry, two, but the city people and people closest to Jackson voted at the YMCA, and some of the townships came into the Memorial Building, even though it's in the city.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little confusing. Right. So, so you know, pay attention unsure, to your postcards and yeah. we, will,
0: we will be publicizing it heavily on our yes. media
1: platforms. Yep. And hopefully, once we get all this stuff and, and get them in the schools, you, it won't change again. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Pete, thank you so much for filling us in. We're glad to have you back. And um, we'll be back here tomorrow on Tuesday with another cycle search clue. And uh, I don't know. What are we doing tomorrow, James? fun. We're having fun, he says. So there you go. All right. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Bye.
2: This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news
3: with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County since surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community.
1: Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news.
3: TheTelegramNews.com
0: Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com
3: Check it out.